the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For business and investing news, this is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Authorities say one person was fatally shot and five other people wounded by gunfire in a shooting on Friday near Richmond. The Chesterfield County Police Department said in a statement that Police were responding to reports of shot fired last night in Chester, Virginia. They came upon a person who had gunshot wounds at the time. That person later died of those injuries. Correspondent Norman Hall reports health officials say genetic analysis of recent monkeypox cases suggests there are two distinct strains right now in the U.S. The U.S. has identified at least 20 cases of monkeypox in 11 states. Most of the cases were caused by the same strain as in recent cases in Europe, but a few samples show a different strain. Experts say much more analysis is needed to determine how long monkeypox has been circulating in the U.S. and elsewhere. That's correspondent Norman Hall, and this is SRN News. Melissa Yu of St. Paul says, I couldn't be happier with my new garage door and opener. You arrived on time, quality professional work, and Kaysen was very friendly. Great value and highly recommend. New double-wide steel doors installed from 1445. Online at greatgaragedoor.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018 800-884-9018 That's 800-884-9018 How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The mind is a globe whirling transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. Uh, getting almost boring to say this. Gorgeous day outside. Um, welcome to uh, early summer in Minnesota. Uh, never get tired of it. Never, ever get tired of it. Later summer, yeah, at some point it's like, okay, I've had enough of that. And it's like, what, what are you saying? You want winter? I mean, seriously. But anyway, uh, we're here. It's the first uh, it's the first uh, Saturday of the month, and normally what that means is it's job Saturday. Oh, they took our jobs! They did. Uh, but they they gave us 390000 more than than uh, than last month on net, which was... Really, kind of a surprising number. Um, there, I saw a lot of people forecasting numbers around two hundred thousand, maybe some even a little south of two hundred thousand, and so forth. Uh, and I, and I always thought that this is an economy that is growing pretty reasonably well. I and I, as I said, uh, as I said in the tweet to announce the show uh, coming on on Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS as, um, as, um, I, um, as I hope to, uh, as, as I hope to, uh, the jobs report was good, but not too good. It was like a, it was like having that first glass of, um, of a bottle of fine wine where it's really good, but you're not feeling it at all woozy. You kind of say, yeah, maybe I could have a second, but maybe I shouldn't have a second because I'm driving and so forth. It was just, it's hard to find anything bad about this report. It just is. Um, yes, could labor force participation be higher? Of course it could. Yes. The question I think we have to start asking ourselves seriously is, What's the sustainable number for that? Is it possible that whatever the high watermark for for labor force participation was in fact a number that wasn't sustainable? Is it possible? And I and I I recommend thinking hard about this question too. Is it possible that we've simply had one of the fundamental underlying parameters of this economy, which is the willingness of people to trade off um, leisure for income through work. Has that changed in the last three years? I want to say the answer to that is, is I think so. I want to say yes to that. I'm not positive. And it's, again, I'm going to get to more of this conversation in the second hour today because um, listener Don using uh, uh, hashtag uh, pound KBRS asked a super good question, which is, is what is the tool by which we decide whether or not there's a recession? Is it, are we really, are we really using the right tool? Because everyone wants a tool. Everyone wants, wants a black and white line through which they can decide whether or not there's a recession. 
And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say in the second hour right now. We have no such line. We do not have, if you're saying, saying, here's the, here's the, Here's the dividing line on this side. This these behaviors lead to recession. These behaviors mean it's not a recession. We use recession to mean different things, and I'm going to take you through some of that. I think we've done this here on the King Banyan Show in the past. You can go back and listen to old versions of the show. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Become a member of the VIP club. I promise you, they won't hit you with five emails a day. They're they're really nice about that sort of thing. But what they will do is is uh, give you access to all of the old shows. And we try to put titles on those shows to tell you what's in there. There may be one in the past that's titled, What is a Business Cycle? But we're going to do that again today because I think it's important for people to to think about what that, what that term means. But that's hour two. In this hour, I... As I always do on a job Saturday, I want to take you through the jobs report and tell you basically what is in there. And I'm going to do it in 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 the opposite fashion. I started with the 390 number because that was the that was the eye eye opener. Um, everyone else was at was, but the number that I want to start with is 3.6. For the third month in a row, we had an unemployment rate at 3.6 percent. Now, within that number has been some very interesting, uh, interesting movements. As longtime listeners of the King Banyan Show know, when you have a rise, when you have an unemployment rate, you're taking, you're taking the number of people employed divided by the labor force, which is the number of people employed plus the number of people who are unemployed. And as you'll recall... If you're a long-time listener, if you haven't, this may be news, and great, you've, you're going to get your first piece of the of, of economic education here on the show this morning, right here. To be counted as unemployed, you have to have actively sought work in the last four weeks. You have to respond to a to a Bureau of Labor Statistics, or actually it's a census surveyor, who asks you, when you say, I'm not working, you say, you, you're asked the question, have you looked for work in the last four weeks? If you say yes, you're unemployed. If you say no, they have a bunch of other questions for you to determine what kind of not-in-the-labor-force worker you are. Now, these are based on surveys that sample about 60,000 people each month across the United States. And by that sampling, they, have, they can measure. They measure with some error. Obviously, there are mistakes that are made in this. And so there's some noise in the data. Now, if you think about the number of people in, the, in this country over age, you know, age 16 and up, currently that number is about 263 million people in the United States are, above age six, are at or above age 16. And that's what we count as the civilian non-institutional population. So we subtract out of that the military and those who are currently serving in, 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 in a penitentiary, in a prison. They are not counted in the population as well as not in the labor force, so non-institutional. In that not in the labor force number are lots of different folks. Uh, it can include people who are, who are 
providing uh, home care for 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 children or for for you know it's not just children it could be taking care of an elderly parent who needs somebody home full time and you're providing for that by stepping out of the labor force temporarily you you'd be counted as not in the labor force so that number moves around a fair amount and the decision to be in and out of the labor force is a personal decision and we measure it through a survey and we measure it with some error so when i see noise in these data i'm not overly concerned about it <clears throat> so in march when we measured that number of not in the labor force remember about 263 million people in that population category what share are not in the labor force well if you're a long-time listener you probably have the percentage in your head you probably know what the well, you probably know what that answer is which is which is that it's about it's running between 99 and 100 million people and so in march we had this huge drop you might remember you might remember we had this huge drop to 90 you know to 99.035 is not in the labor force and the unemployment rate stuck at 3.6 99.035 in april that number was 99.513 million so we added almost half a million people to the not in the labor force category we added about 120 we add about 120 to 150,000 people every month to the population that's just natural population growth so you added them in and then and then you have this you have this this level here so what i remember saying to you last month again go back and listen to the job saturday report that we did on the first week of may and you will see that we said boy that was a pretty substantial increase i wonder if that will reverse that doesn't feel like something that's going to happen sure enough that is indeed what happened but not all the way back to 99.035 instead of 99.302 so we got back about 200 and we got back 211,000 people who are in the population who who actually went into the labor force add that to the 120,000 people right to the 120,000 people that were added that were added by natural population growth and so you get an add to the labor force of 330,000 there's some rounding Three, you you get an add of 330,000 people right of the 333 of the 330,000 people that were added to the labor force 321,000 actually had jobs at the end of that at at the you know on the survey week the second full week of may of of uh, 2022 and only 9,000 were added to the ranks of the unemployed. So while that 3.6 number is there, yep, that's true. If you actually go out a second and third decimal place, you would see that the unemployment rate actually dropped. However, we don't round more than what we don't. We always round up to only one decimal place because we know that second and third decimal place result is pretty much all sampling noise. I see people sometimes report the second decimal as if it's as if it's meaningful. It's not. I have even a little concern about reporting the first decimal, but but you wouldn't see very much. And the unemployment rate is a, 
important enough number that people really do want to see what that first decimal is, so we do it, uh, and that's fine. But my my point being, in terms of of whether or not workers are coming back into the labor force, this was a this was a good report. You go down and look at why people are not in the are are like, for example, why are they part time? Um, for the most part, it's because of slack work or business conditions, and we could we might want to talk a little bit about that. But those who say they could only find part time work, that number dropped by seventy two thousand. So so in the household survey, I see signs of strength. Except in some businesses where they're saying, hey, I'm working part-time because right now the boss can't work me full-time. There isn't enough enough work out there right now. Now, so that might be because there's not enough demand, but I actually think I'm seeing some signs that it also could be because of a uh, lack of a, a lack something in the supply chain. We've got I, the country club that I play at. We have a restaurant. Our restaurant workers can't work yet because we're still waiting on finishing up our uh, – uh, our remodeling of our clubhouse and the remodeling of the clubhouse is being held up by all of these supply chain issues in getting materials to our contractors so the, and subcontractors so they can finish their work. The number of discouraged workers, the number of those marginally attached to the labor force, meaning they've been looking in the last 12 months but they've given up in the last four weeks, actually dropped almost 10% between April and May. Again, there's noise in that number. There's sampling bias in that number. You should be careful how much faith you have in the second decimal place. But I think there's no question that 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 on that on that household survey side, it was a really good report. John, a job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. We'll be back right after this on the Biz 1440. up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. 
Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. A year ago, we introduced wet technology into our softeners. It's exclusive to Commerce. Since then, customers have saved an average of 700 gallons of water and over 300 pounds of salt each year. And you can too. Go to Commerce.com. The stock market is proving to be bumpy but resilient this year. You like seeing your account statements grow, but what does it really mean? How can you tell if you have enough or if you're on track? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll talk about how to look at your account values in terms of what it actually means to you in retirement. They'll share with you how your account values equate to retirement success or failure. Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Sunday on the Biz 1440, or call them at 855-231-6010. It's a big job just getting by with nine kids and a wife. But I've been working man. Welcome back, King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today on a job Saturday. Um, we're here with you going through the jobs report. Um, and I wanted to get the uh, I wanted to get what I think is the unqualified good news in that report, which is which is from the household survey that indeed the um, labor the labor, labor force participation is coming back, um, and I keep seeing people try to measure it off of the all time highs in late 2019, and I say not all time highs, but the highs of the last oh 15 years in late 2019 and I say hmm I, I I understand that but I'm not sure I'm not sure and I I would ask you this in terms of that labor leisure trade off and I mentioned this in the last in the first segment today there is in most of the theoretical macroeconomic models we we first of all we try to write down a math model that we think represents what an economy what the major features of the economy look like and the relationships between the variables of interest and there's always a set of numbers that sort of sort of line up to for example your willingness to trade a dollar's worth of consumption today for a dollar's worth of consumption tomorrow your personal discount rate Okay, um, when uh, when Wimpy says to Popeye, I would gladly trade you a burger today for a burger on Tuesday, right? Or for two burgers on Tuesday, that's a hundred percent interest rate. I ta- I actually used the a little clip of that old cartoon to 
motivate students to think about what was that? It's like he's basically trying to make you a loan offer. He's trying to borrow from you. He's offering you a pretty high interest rate. Uh, why would why would Popeye say no, right? And so we go we go through default risk and and so forth. Anyway. Uh, one of the ideas, one of the parameters in many models that we create, I'd say the majority of them, um, is, is because we need to represent an economy, we need a labor market. One of those deep measures is the willingness of a worker to trade leisure for income through entering a labor market. Okay, if you think about what you have, there's this constant in your life called one six, that's the number 168, which is the product of 24 and 7. In seven days a week, you have 24 hours a day. You therefore have 168 hours every week, which you can allocate to a variety of activities. You can, you sleep. You perform personal hygiene, you eat, you spend time with your family, you spend time with your friends, you work, you exercise. Okay, all of those things. How do you make the trade-off between work and all of those other things you can do with that 168? Well, you have in your, in your behavior, and we don't believe you actually write down the number, we just observe it through your behavior, you have a rate at which you're willing to trade work work and leisure, income and leisure, right? Did COVID change that number for a lot of people? And, and again, that's a personal, you know, that's a personal observation. When we try to write down a macro model, we actually don't have a number, but what we're looking for is a way to come up with an educated guess of what that number might be, which depends on a lot of things. And I don't want to go too far down this road. My point being, I don't know that we should judge where labor force participation should be based on where it was pre-pandemic. It's a yardstick you can use, but that yardstick may have changed for reasons that are just people have just decided they want to live differently. Just as people are now more willing to, or less willing to come to an office, although it was interesting. Let me go find this. I, there was something really interesting in the employment report. Um, uh, where was this piece of information? Um, 1.9 million people uh, are... are Excuse me, 1.8 million people have been able to work because their employer closed or lost business due to the pandemic. They didn't work, okay, over the last four weeks. 455,000 were prevented from looking for work due to the pandemic. This is the point. Yeah, here it is. I found the number that was interesting. I was just stalling while I found it. In May... What share of employed persons do you think teleworked because of the coronavirus pandemic? Do you know the number? We should almost have, have like that Jeopardy music here. Um, do you know what that number is? That number ran at levels around 20, 25%. Currently, according to BLS, 7.4% in May telework because of coronavirus pandemic, down from 7.7% the prior month. 
the number of people who are teleworking, although I think I think telework in, means full-time telework, five-day-a-week telework. If you're on, like, the, the Apple hybrid schedule where maybe you're at work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you work from home Monday or Friday or something to that effect, uh, and you just pack all your meetings into the middle three days of the week, I don't think I think that's up up and above that seven point four. I'm trying to remember. I'll try to look at the break to confirm that for myself. I think that that's that's important. But I I thought I thought that was interesting too. But that's just a curiosity in the data. Let me let me get started on talking about the jobs the payroll survey that gave us the three hundred and ninety thousand additional workers. Interestingly, three hundred thirty three thousand on the private side. So some of the surprise. The street expectation was in the 300 to 320 range. I saw, and like I said, I saw a lot of people kind of going south of that number. Uh, even to, I saw one forecast at 175, and I'm like, ooh, that would feel weird if you came in at 175, but we didn't, obviously. Um, so 333,000 on the private from the private sector. And one of the numbers that I've been trying to pay attention to is what share of those job job ad came out of leisure and hospitality, these low-wage jobs that are adding back. This month it was 84,000, it was 83,000 in April, although in April and you know March, April, March, April and May had about the same level of job ad. Um and we've gone 104 in leisure and hospitality, 83 in March, 83 in April, and now 84 in May. Temporary help, which is another number I try to try to watch pretty carefully, um, has been uh, has been temporary help, uh, 8,200, 6,600, 19,300. Uh, so a little jump up in temporary help when i always look at when i see that number going up i always feel like that's 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 an implication that uh, the job market is healthy and likely to continue to add jobs in june and july in and and august it's a short ter- it's a short run indicator it's a 3 to 6 month indicator it doesn't doesn't do any projection beyond that but in that little bit it does all right um we did see an increase of 36,000 construction jobs after a zero in April. Uh, so, so a that but that sector was contributing a fair number of jobs earlier in the in this expansion. We knew it was going to slow down as interest rates rose, as house prices rose, and you started to see a cooling of demand in the housing market. That's in fact happened um, in this place, but. But, uh, as, you know, uh, so either there's a shortage of workers in the, in, in the uh, leisure and hospitality industry that's slowing that down, um, or, or perhaps the businesses are already staffed up. Um, based on talking to a couple of restaurant owners in this market, they are still short-staffed. I talked to somebody, I talked to somebody on, a, on a lunch uh, at lunch on Thursday, and and they said, "Yeah, we're actually two servers short." And I, I had a guy that needed to get out. He had, he had to leave quickly, and so, and so, it's a good restaurant. They made sure he got to his. He had, had he had a childcare issue, so he had to get out quick, and and uh, they helped him. But 
uh, they really were they really were short staffed to the point where I think they were using some some people that they don't normally use in that in that way. Um, so anyway, I think I think that on the jobs on the payroll side, the payroll numbers came in pretty much where you expect. But I want to dig down a little bit more, looking at looking at wages, looking at hours worked, uh, and and I think that's I think that is going to be the that is going to be where you see some more of that improvement and some more of that tight labor market that's out there. We're going to talk about that right after this on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. I'd gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. says, I just worked with three of the most professional guys ever. Chris was my estimator, Aaron and Dan were the installers. This was for my parents, and they knocked it out of the park. Thank you so much for taking care of them. New double-wide steel doors starting at 1445. Call 952-895-7300. Are you looking for an LG, Whirlpool, GE, Maytag, or Frigidaire appliance with savings up to 50% off? Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell new scratch and ding washers, dryers, microwaves, stoves, fridges, and more. I bet you think the appliances are really roughed up, looking like they've fallen off the back of the delivery truck or attacked by a pack of chihuahuas. Not at all. Many appliance dings are not on the front, so no one will see that little blemish but you. Why spend full retail when you can get a better value, save money, and take it home the same day? Our large selection of scratch and ding appliances changes weekly at Appliance Renew located in downtown Farmington. Call me at 612-564-9207 or visit ApplianceRenew.com. Experience a better value and save up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once. And I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on. But they never give me a hassle. They're just like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it, and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. 
Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back. Yeah, you can always do that. Play, turn it up, turn it up. I love this. This is summer music. Come on, at least one point every summer, you have to hear that live, and you have to dance. Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Appreciate it. you got lots of options on a beautiful Saturday morning. And we're so glad that you chose uh, chose us as your option today. Uh, we're doing Job Saturday, doing the jobs report. I've talked about I've talked about the uh, levels of employment, but let's dig down in what a lot of people want to talk about, which is what's going on with earnings, what's going on with the work week, what's ha- and and there and there the story is. And I'm looking at look, I've got the table up on my screen. I've got a calculator by which I'm looking at looking at things right now. Um, if you look at the number at hourly earnings, it was a little bit short of what people thought. Uh, they were expecting a monthly hourly earning rise of 0.4, and they ended up at 0.3. Um, and and because of rounding, the year-over-year gain was 5.2%, which is basically as they expected. All right, so wages for the last seven for seven of the last eight months on a year-over-year basis. Have been rising at at five percent. That sounds great until you say, "But wait, inflation is kind of, isn't it like eight point something? It's not so good, is it?" Well, if you look inside, and and we're working on our current quarterly business report. Uh, I'm I I have a new co-author, <laughs> my my longtime co-author, Rich McDonald, retired uh, uh, last week, and so we're breaking in a new person. Uh, and uh, and we're, we're in the middle of writing the report right now. Um, some interesting results have already appeared. I, I will save them because we'll publish it a week from tomorrow in our local St. Cloud Times uh, on the su- in the Sunday paper. And you can always, if you follow us here on Twitter at pound, K- at, at pound KBRS or if you follow me at Banyan Show or my university Twitter handle at Prof Banyan, uh, you can certainly uh, get you can get a link to uh, read the report as it becomes available. Um, the newspaper wants to keep it for a day or two to get you to buy the paper. You know, so it's nice to think that they believe that we help them sell papers. Um, anyway, uh, one of the things that I've been been working on locally has been thinking about where the shortages in labor have happened and where and where the demand is strong. Well, I so I mentioned uh, just before the end of the last segment being at a local restaurant. If you look at the leisure and hospitality sector, uh, wages are up. Um, wages are up uh, about eleven percent year over year. If you look, the wage was fifteen. The average hourly earnings in leisure and hospitality a year ago, May, was fifteen dollars and eighty six cents. It's now seventeen dollars and seventy three cents. Uh, you can do the math for yourself on a weekly on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, you would you would see that uh, 
you would see instead that uh, wages are went the weekly packet went from three hundred ninety eight dollars to four hundred thirty eight dollars. So again, it's about a ten to eleven percent gain in those in those wages. Likewise, average hourly earnings in transportation and warehousing. Okay, you know people are busy. You know, moving stuff around. Uh, there's a lot of work for people that work in warehouses. There's a lot of work in trucking right now. Uh, 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 Daniel and I were talking about uh, about uh, about a certain uh, a certain shipper uh, that uh, that uh, he's familiar with, and my family's familiar with. Uh, we both we both have family in that area, uh, and um, and they're just doing gangbusters work right now. Average hourly earnings in transportation in uh, transportation and warehousing up seven point eight percent year over year. Again, approximately meeting uh, where inflation is. Not a real gain there. So any group that I see that's actually gaining in real wages at this moment happens to be that low pay leisure and hospitality sector. You see much smaller gains, for example, in manufacturing. Um, so I'm going to quick. I'm going to quick do my math. If you hear if you hear a keyboard, that's because I'm typing typing uh, something on my ten keypad. Uh, manufacturing average hourly earnings up five point five percent, for example. That that's great. You know, in in three years ago, we said, "Wow, wages are really moving up in manufacturing." But when the inflation rate's eight percent, yes, I get. Uh, core CP, core PCE is what we're supposed to be measuring, and that's only in the fours and fives. It's like, yeah, but for what people actually have to live on, they have to buy food and they have to buy energy, and those rates are going up at much higher levels. So I, you can you can pick around in these data and find some other places, you know. But uh, by and large, the place that actually has had the smallest wage increases, it turns out, on an aver- on an hourly basis has been in the inform- in the IT sector. But again, I think that's largely because IT has not had has not had to have as much shifting going on because they have been able to manage their way through the pandemic by remote work. And indeed if I go back and look at the telework numbers and I was actually trying to pull them out by sector, I'm reasonably sure IT would probably be the number got to think that or or some level of professional and business activities are the number one sector for telework at this particular moment. Although, don't tell that to Elon Musk. Um, so, if you, you know, so that was, those numbers look good. Hours worked stayed at thirty four point six, which I think is, which I think is just about where they're supposed to be. Let me go find the uh, uh, the, the work numbers. Uh, uh, thirty. Thirty-four point six, which is just about where they should be, weekly hours, uh, and they're just hanging right in, right where you would expect them to be. Um, therefore, I, I, you know, our wages are not quite rising enough, and that's why when I, when people say there's still a shortage out there of workers, I keep waiting to see how you're going to react to that shortage. One way to react to a shortage, you know, if you can't get enough, if you can't get enough baby formula to feed your feed your infant, um, and you see that there's a place across the street that costs a little more, you'd probably just go over and pay that. How many of us saw gas prices? Did you, Daniel? 
Uh-oh. It's a pop quiz, Daniel. Did you check the price across the street? We've got 464 today. Holy heck! 464. 459.9 here in St. Cloud at the at the local at at, at the uh, nearest mom's. Um and that's uh, and so it went up quite a bit, didn't it? Yeah, it that up, shot up. That shot up like a rocket, and there was all kinds of people putting things out there. I find this interesting. Forgive me for the detour, but I because I, I, I'm not going to be able to take a lot of time on this. The reaction of people. I mean, I saw on Facebook. Uh, you know, I'm I'm an older guy, so Facebook is my social media platform. Uh, Instagram, eh, don't get it. Uh, but I still don't get it. But um, you know, I kept seeing people posting price for gas at their nearby gas station, sometimes with a picture. We've all seen the iconic, uh, the iconic uh, sign, gas station sign, uh, where instead of prices and numbers, it has arm, leg, OMG. You know, uh, we've all seen that. Um, this was a week in which everybody sort of got inflation, kind of punched them in the nose, or at least punched them in the gas tank. Uh, and so forth. And I know people who need diesel or, you know, I was chatting with uh, online with uh, a friend of mine in town who, you know, went out to get gas for his uh, lawnmower uh, and uh, he had to pay over five dollars for the uh, for the uh, no ethanol premium gas that that takes. Um, There's, you know, there's a lot of price inflation out there. So we're looking at what's happening with these wages, and we keep saying to ourselves, well, at some point this has got to stop, right? I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. This is kind of kind of the real concern about inflation. When does this stop? Um, you know what? Let's take a break here. When we come back, I want to play a couple people who read through this report, a couple of analysts who read through the report and uh, had observations about it and uh, some interesting observations I want to share with you coming up next on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. It's been a hard day's night I should be sleeping like a love But when I get home to you I find the things that you do Will make me feel alright You know I The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, 
My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Does your pressure washer hose have any exposed wire? Replace it now before somebody gets hurt. Go to AmericanPressure.com and shop for pressure washer hoses and other accessories today. Same day shipping from our Minnesota warehouse. From hoses to nozzles, we have the accessories you need to keep running. Make sure to visit AmericanPressure.com. Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Schedule a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. That's K-E-E-G-A-N lawoffice.com. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. 651 the number called with questions and comments. I, I, I see uh, someone left a question with Daniel. I'll tell you what, I'm going to hold that for the second hour because that, really that really is, I think, a point of emphasis for hour two uh, here. But what I want to talk about in this last segment here on Job Saturday is, is a couple of, uh, just use a couple of folks there's less commentary happening right now because it's summer, and just like everybody else, economists are traveling and getting the vacation in that they didn't get over the last two years. Uh, but one person that uh, was still working uh, pretty hard, I thought, uh, at at uh, at the post was uh, Rick Reeder from BlackRock, uh, who who I believe is a, a I believe he's their chief uh, chief U.S. strategist. Uh, and these are a little bit longer, but um, than I normally like to play. But I wanted to get these wanted to get these in. So uh, let's play this. This is cut number five, please, Daniel. Quite frankly, I think this is the last solid report you're going to get for a long time. I, you know, if you look, and I think what Mike McKee just said, I think was pretty interesting. But if you look at what the trend is, I look at these high frequency cyclical indicators. Retail, obviously, being soft. But leisure and hospitality, business services, the trend is coming down. I mean, you, you know, obviously hear from Elon Musk, you hear from Amazon, you hear from the big tech companies. The trend is definitely decelerating. We have made the turn on employment. And I think today was the last, when you look at the top line headline number, that was solid. Because it takes a bit of time to transition. Things like education are still strong. It will stay pretty strong. Listen, the levels are pretty good. The Fed, this will do nothing to deter the Fed from where, they, uh, where they're going. But I think, I think it's a big report because I think we're now going to make the turn. I think the next three or four months, 
you're going to see these numbers decline. I could see a negative print over the next three or four months, and that's the thing that I'm keyed into. And I think that's what markets will react to and try to interpret how deep the Fed's going to go in, in, in bringing employment down, bringing the demand function down through the employment channel. And I think that's going to be a big deal for markets. Now, that's out with uh, Jonathan Farrow on Bloomberg yesterday morning. And I'm, I, and and Farrow was like, what? Wait, what? A negative print? Are you, are you kidding me? And he answers, cut number six. You know, I did in one of our strategy meetings, I read all the companies. I mean, it is a lot I don't have in front of me. It's a long list of companies that are freezing hiring and or cutting staff. And, and it is a persistent across big tech, across tech, across, you know, some of the rapid areas that you've been seeing healthcare. You're starting to see. And by the way, then the, then the correlate, correlated issue to that is you're seeing restaurants. I mean, I follow the restaurant sector pretty closely. And you're seeing that all of a sudden, boy, you couldn't offer delivery before. Now you can. And now the availability of labor is really improving. I mean, almost across every sector, you're hearing companies talk about we can now hire you know, some of the very specialized skill areas are still going to be hard. Biotech's hard. But, boy, you're seeing availability of labor. There's a question in my mind. We're making a turn. And uh, and the question is how deep it is. And then, quite frankly, how much the Fed is going to lean into this um, to try and bring down inflation. And I think that's going to be the critical thing for markets. Okay. So I, I will say I'm pretty, I'm pretty skeptical of that viewpoint. Um, and I think there's a lot of folks out there. Yes, I've read, I actually have the, on my tabs up, I have what Elon Musk said about, about things having a, about having a bad feeling. I actually will play for you next hour, the Jamie Dimon piece about a hurricane happening or something like that. Um, but I'm with, uh, Lloyd Blankfein from BlackRock, who's, who's reader's boss, who's basically like, Hey, 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 tap the brakes on that, that, you know. I'm going to again read you. Last three months, top line, non-farm payroll, 398, 436, 390. We're, we're only about 800,000 jobs away from where we were in February of 2020. Right? We're, we're, so getting back to that, to that previous level, we're only, we're only about, we're, only, we're less than a million jobs away. Two more months at this level will get you there. Three more months at a slightly lower level will get you there. I, you know, it's easy to say decelerate because you probably believe, well, we can't get much further than where we were in February 2020. And that's not a bad point to make. But you still got wages rising at a more than 10% clip in leisure and hospitality. You still have rising at about an 8% clip clip in transportation and warehousing both of those are fairly economically sensitive and i i just not with you on that i i i i have to say it's it's you make news by saying something everyone else isn't saying so he made news but i don't know that i agree with that let me let me get one more viewpoint out there this is allison boxer who is a u.s economist with pimco uh she was on yahoo finance uh and had this to say number cut number seven I think the overall message from the jobs report was was that the labor market remains very strong. Uh, we clearly have a very hot U.S. labor market. Uh, but I think as you start to dig under the surface and look at some of the underlying details, um, I think we are seeing some sort of early signs of some inflection 
uh, perhaps some cooling ahead in the months uh, to come. Uh, so, for example, if you look at the sector detail, uh, we actually saw some meaningful job losses in the retail sector uh, versus very strong job gains across other service sectors. Um, and I think overall, the was sort of consistent with the fact that we have a very strong U.S. labor market, strong wage growth, low unemployment, uh, things looking very healthy overall. Uh, but we are seeing some transition, some goods to services rebalancing, um, and perhaps some signs of a little bit of an inflection in the labor market. So again, inflection, meaning, hey, things are going to cool. I'm okay, cool, but uh, a negative print, she's not quite that far down the road, but uh, it's pretty close. She continues cut number eight. I think we're starting to see early signs of this. Again, still very much a worker's market. Wage growth looks quite strong. Uh, but I think we're starting to see somewhat better supply-demand balance in the labor market. Uh, we got the JOLTS report earlier this week, and job openings remain near record levels. Uh, but they do appear to be ticking down, um, especially when you look at the sector-level detail. Um, and then similarly, hiring very strong, uh, but appears to be you know at least maybe moderating a little bit. Uh, and then similarly, again, wage growth extremely strong, uh, but looks like it's stabilizing instead of spiraling higher. Right. So, so it's going to slow down somewhat. And if you dig in on the retail trade numbers and the retail sales figures, yeah, there's been some, there's a, there's a one month decline in that, that area may in fact have started to slow down just a little bit. The biggest, the biggest decliner in that area happened to be uh, warehouse clubs and super centers, which uh, shed 20, 20, about 28,000 jobs last month. But, um, but that's, that's still not all of it, right? There's still a lot more here. I think people are trying to hurry along the recession, a recession to come. I'm still not seeing it. But to actually convince you of that, I have to talk to you about what does it mean to say we're in a recession or what a recession might, might be. And we're going to do that coming up next here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. This is Matt Crowder live at the gas station on 41st Street reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss. Are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. Well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GET for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GET for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code GET. I just know that you don't find Wagyu cattle in the state of Minnesota. So I knew that this was going to be a big hit because once people try it, they won't go back to another kind of steak. There's just no comparison. Hi, this is Anthony LaPanta, voice of the Minnesota Wild on Bally Sports North and a good friend of the guys at Feller's Ranch. Part of what makes the Wagyu cattle so special is they are raised in a stress-free environment, and that leads to the tenderness in the cut of meat. These cattle, in particular, are raised on a third-generation family farm in Freeborn County in southern Minnesota. This is the best steak you can get, and theirs hasn't disappointed every time we've had it. It's blown us away. 
it's a combination of flavor and tenderness. And we've had the strips and the ribeyes from Feller's Ranch. Pick up Feller's Ranch Wagyu beef at Anderson Barbecue Supply, County Road E in Vadnais Heights, or get it delivered directly to your door by visiting fellersranch.com. That's F-E-L-L-E-R-S, fellersranch.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We're often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free, but we absolutely do offer free, no-obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation, so costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you, and we actually get the benefit of meeting you too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. The Biz 1440, KY. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.